welcome heathens and heretics to another episode of In the Abyss with me, Trigenza, uh, the voice of reason, and of course, the holy man himself. Uh, we missed a week last week for various reasons, but, you know, we're back with something a little more special. Um, this week from the, the dusty desert plains of Newcastle upon Tyne, <laughs> we're joined by Addy and Nikki, two thirds of the uh, of the, the rather excellent uh, Dunes. Um, Thank you, everybody. Yes. Good evening and welcome. Thanks. Oh, yeah. Oh, and uh, plus Lucky the Cat as well. Oh, yeah, Lucky the Cat's here. That's, uh, that's John. Yeah, this is John. Yeah, John doesn't send his apologies, but we send his apologies. He's he's out. Yeah. Well, yeah. if he's got somewhere better to be, that's that's fine. Well, I know, I um, I'm, not, I'm not interested in his excuses. <laughs> <laughs> but us neither, but yeah, what can we do? Um, but yeah, thanks for coming on. I mean, uh, you know, we, we've sort of been planning this for a while and, and whatnot, yeah. so it's, it's good to finally get you on to come and whore your wares to our, you know, worldwide spread of listeners in Yemen and Argentina and New Zealand and the Philippines and, and even Russia. So, yeah, so um, look, for those who, who don't know who you are, um, Fire away, tell everybody all about yourself. We're dunes, aren't we, Nicky? Uh, Apparently. We are um, a stonery, deserty, rocky band from the the northeast of England. We've been going since like 2016. Um, So we're coming up our seventh birthday, which is nice. Played all over. I'm just thinking of our press releases here, aren't I? Um, Yeah, you are. You are as well. I should be more snappy with this. Yeah, so um, we released our second album, Gargoyle, last year. That came out on Sapien Records. Um, we previously done another album, obviously, second. Um, we kept with tradition there. Did a couple <laughs> of EPs before there. Um, and yeah, and a, and a couple of singles that seem to be way popular than anything else we did. Uh, that was during, during COVID. Uh, but I put that down to having a captive audience. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's 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 yeah. that's fair. I mean, we um we obviously clocked you guys last year because you you were coming all the way down to London to play the Krampus Rumpus, uh, you know, yeah. with, with the Grudge and, and and all those guys. And um, you know, if the uh, gargoyle, I, you know, I've, I've said it to you countless times. I absolutely love that, and we all do, to be fair. And Thank you. and Thank it's um yes. Yeah, it's it's, just, it's a great time for for British music, and you guys are well in that. And yeah, we, we, yeah, we definitely. It's, it's such a great album, and the fact it comes on on a nice big black twelve inch disc makes it all all the better. It's beautiful, yeah. right? <clears throat> yeah, but, um, it was glad it was good to finally get those because we. So it came out in April last year, but I think it was like was it July, Nikki, when we or August when we got the actual vinyls through. I think it was like end of July when I went down and met our, the guy from our record label in a CD car park. Oh, yeah. um, and done <laughs> deals out the back of our uh, back of our cars. Nice. Um, so, yeah. yeah was, it was, a, um, was it a sort of decision right from the start you wanted to get out on vinyl? Because obviously, I know, yeah. I know vinyl's very popular at the minute, but it's also, yeah. there's a huge expense involved in it in, in doing that. Yeah. Yeah, well, because we've done the our first album, we put out on vinyl as well, because that was um, one of the things we really wanted to do was put our album on vinyl. And this this time, we we also thought, well, cassettes are getting popular again. Oh, 
Don't. Let's put our old mart on there. And no one's fucking bought it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. I don't want to sound hard. For the last few weeks, we, we've cassettes keep coming up in conversation and we do keep talking about it. And yes, yeah. we're all of an age where we all grew up with a TDK 90 and, and it was really important, but they don't yeah. need to come back. They sound fucking terrible. Yep. Just, <laughs> yeah. no, yeah. Just leave yeah. them, consign them. They, they, they had a place, you know, it's like, it's like the Black Death. We don't need that shit back. <laughs> we quite go as far as like the Black Death, but like the Black Death. I don't think they're going to use that advertising. They, they are, it's, it's mad. I, look, I can assume they're, they're cheap to produce. That there's got to be yeah. a lot, of, a lot to it, and at least it's physical music. So, yeah, that's it. I think there's a good kind of uh, footfall or whatever the business talk is. Sorry, I'm just going to the other room. Um, so I think for that reason, it's a good little thing. And I yeah. mean, I've, I've bought some in the past. And to be honest, half the reason I bought it was to get a download. So, and right. it's just a little keepsakey thing, yeah. I guess, for some people. But yeah, I, I, I do question the need. But, but uh, it, you know, it is what it is it's these days with everything being digital, whatever physical format you can, you can get your music out on, then, then why not? You know, yeah, I don't even know was... if people are still buying CDs, are they? It seems to have. What's the. Um... Probably keeping the CD in- industry alive because that's all I spend my money on is CDs. <laughs> yeah. What's the? Uh, I, I, I I'd be interested to know what the uh, what the idea behind the band name is. Uh, band you're the only original June Aid, so I am, aren't I? Yeah. I um, was honestly, I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> I think it might. I'm 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 pretty confident in saying it wasn't any of us. That are in the band now that came up with it either. <laughs> no, I don't think it was. I think, I, yeah, I think uh, so, so a guy that used to play with guitar with us uh, called Scott came up with it, I think. And I suppose, yeah, I suppose it's related to the whole desert rock theme. Yeah, it fits the sound, doesn't it? it yeah. I think so, yeah. I wish we'd done a bit more research because there's like, there's five of us or something. Really? There's, oh, there's, there's loads of ones. There's Junes with a V, there's Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, of course, all of that, yeah. There's all of yeah. them. And they're doing really well and play a lot of similar-ish. They're a lot heavier than us, but they play a lot of similar. There's definitely been festivals with being on, on the same thing. Yeah. Uh, actually, when we were down at Desert Fest last year, do you remember that last that was chatting to us? And we said who we were. We're like, oh, we're June's playing. And she's like, oh, I think I saw you at thing. And we're like, no, nope, no, I didn't. Sorry, I feel right stupid. I'm like, you didn't come up with a name. I like, imagine how you feel. So I totally forgot about that. Yeah, I yeah. So yeah, I suppose it relates to the whole desert rock thing, and I th- yeah, I think it's one of them things that just kind of like we we didn't think of anything better basically, and that's that's it. Uh, yeah, I think I, we yeah, went through a period of trying to think of something better, but just failed miserably. Yeah. Yeah, basically. It's something you can overthink, isn't it? It yeah. really is. And it's like, well, yeah, where do, where do you stop? And yeah, and, and I think my, my thing was like, oh, there's other bands with the same names. Like, you're always going to get, well, you're probably likely to get that. There's, there's, yeah. there's a lot of similar names kicking around and stuff, so. No, um, you know, come across some crazy band names over the years. I think the most recent one I came across was a band called Chain to the Bottom of the Ocean. 
Oh yeah, they're cool, man. We yeah. used, to, we used to really liked it, but it's like I think it, it was the name that jumped out at me. But it's oh, absolutely yeah, yeah. So you know, so how did you? So you two weren't in the band originally. How did it all? How did you well, two sort of come to? I'm I'm the original. Oh, you are the original, right? Sorry. Sort of. So, um, so basically, um, I answered and uh, it was like join my band or join this join a band, some, some sort of dating website for musicians, essentially. I signed up for that. Um, and there were some lads. He's gone. He's there gone. were some lads. Yeah, there were, there were, there some, were some lads. lads. Um, the cat. The cat's not happy. Yeah, the cat is definitely <laughs> not happy. But yeah, so he, uh, he's, oh, uh, he's I, back. You can continue your story, Ed. I was going to try and fill in for you, but you can do it. Oh no, he's buggered off. No, again. no, no. no. <laughs> so yeah, um, it was him and uh, he started with uh, there was there was another drummer and there was two other guitar players and I think they were looking oh, for yeah. That's uh, when they got John in because he was like, I can sing, but he also wanted to play guitar. So they had three. There was three guitar players for a while, and uh, the previous drummer took too long to set up his drums. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even joking. <laughs> he took too long to set up his drums, so John was like, "I know another drummer. He's quick at setting up his drums." Yeah, so that's when yeah. I came in because I can set up drums quick. Well, at least you know you're there yeah. for the right reason. Oh, totally. I'll just I'll give you the romantic version. Yeah, there was like, <laughs> like, there was like five or whatever. Um, so the last out of that bunch was John, um, and he he came down side. Well. He came down the first practice and played, like, joined in a few of the ideas. And he straight away went, I've got some ideas. Do you want me to do them? And just, you know, there was no, like, um, kind of nerves or holding back or anything. It was like, I'm, I'm here and I'm going to, like, I'm, I'm here for real kind of thing. I want to do yeah. it. And we were like, oh, this, this is fucking cool. Um, so, yeah, so that, that kind of got the ball rolling a bit. Um, and then, as Nicky said, the, the drummer previously was kind of I don't think I had as much time to commit to stuff um which is fair enough like you know um yeah so we kind of yeah we had a practice with Nicky and we're like fuck me he's good um and he, he again Nicky brought loads of ideas to the table as well so it was uh, we were all very much kind of in the same kind of headspace and kind of work ethic um I think that's a big thing with us and then gradually we um, other people left and there was because and just going back to that first like join my band ad thing it was like it was like um people that are into like conan electric wizards iron monkey it was yeah. like filthy like really heavy stuff but once john came in like he started bringing a few other ideas and we kind of moved a lot more to like this the stoner rocky kind of stuff with choruses i guess and i think we kind of naturally gravitated towards that that kind of style of music rather than the heavy stuff because we all like the heavy stuff but that's not what came out so you know we concentrate there's, on what what was coming out you know there's there's a bit of a jump between your first and second album though it is a lot more melodic and it's very hooky like say very chorus based it's, i think it's why it's yeah chorus. yeah it what, is what, so you, so let me go back so at one point you had three guitarists but obviously now you're just a, a power trio as it were yeah so yeah, that, i mean did you do you not want to stick with two or three guitarists or you know 
three just guitars, four drummers. Fucking no, we've dabbled in getting another guitar player yeah. slash keyboard player. Right. Um, we'll try people, and they'll they'll be great. But we're just like, well, we want to write some music, but we've got to get this person up to speed, and that's going to take a few months. And then we've got these other gigs, so we're going to have to say, oh, well, you don't come in for a few weeks while we'll rehearse for this gig. And then six months will be done. And we're like, yeah. well, we don't yeah. want to sit on, our, sit on our hands for six yeah. months. Uh, we want to, like, we're always writing new stuff. We're always working on something new. So, um, yeah, it's never kind of came off that we got someone else in. Because, um, well, when we were, we got down to two guitar players, he the, the other guitar player left and in that same day we got offered the support for monster magnet um and oh, and yeah. we were like well it's not an option to not do that yeah. so we're going to be a three-piece uh we're going to have to write a set of songs oh yeah and we've got recording the week after so we're gonna so our first ep was literally written within about a week um and with with that gig and then from there it was like well we just want to keep writing so we never actually got a replacement in and then whenever we thought about it we just it, it was going to take too long because we're impatient <laughs> i've got i've got to ask about monster magnet because myself and and Ant as well we're yeah huge monster magnet fans and yeah you know, it sort of goes back to like hearing power trip for the first time in 98 and that just fucking sort of blew me away what what was that what were they like they were great. It, it, what was Dave yeah, like great. more than anything? <laughs> it was great. It was it was weird that someone that you sort of almost idolize, like when you when you like when you see sort of these people that you, you think, oh that that person's cool. Like if you see them in the street, you, you might think about walking up to them. We were just sitting down. He came he came and talked to us and didn't just say, Oh hi, bye. He actually stood and talked to us for a while, which was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, seemed, seemed like a totally nice guy. Yeah. That's proper cool. That's that's a that's a, a walking, talking, living legend, you know. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was that was really early on as well, wasn't it? Um, well, yeah, that was that was our first gig as a three piece, and that was it was within yeah. the first year of me being in the band. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. it, 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 have they heard your stuff before? No, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, the, I remember the, their um. Were their tour manager was a German guy who I, th I think he'd done a lot or he does a lot of kind of bigger or well, in, in that realm kind of uh, act. Well, and he used then, to be the manager for Scream. Yeah, that was Dave it. Grohl was yeah. in them because I wow. remember him telling us about you know? that. Yeah, he was really cool, but he, he came up to us after soundcheck and he was like, ha, guys, uh, I've just been on the phone to uh, Josh Harmon. He wants his riffs back. We're like, oh yeah, nice one. Mate. <laughs> nice one. We're gonna hear this one for the rest of our lives. <laughs> yeah, but he was he was really cool and really friendly and yeah. But um, but yeah, we, we I could, that must have been within the first like seven or eight gigs that we did. That's fucking we played, mental. Like, yeah. That's mental. It is, it really is. Um we, we played with it was tragedy. Have you heard them? Is that the the, 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 like, the Bee Gees thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was a really early gig, but the promoter um, was someone we, we we sort of know, and um, and obviously we were we were dead new then, and and afterwards it was like I've I've got a gig I want you to do, let's support, and we're like, all right. And he's like Monster Magnet, and we're like, well, yeah, obviously. 
And yeah, it was like, yeah, quite, I don't want to say random, but yeah, it, it came about pretty fast. It wasn't uh, expected, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't expected. So, so yeah, and we just, yeah. And like Nicky said, there was, there was the, the, the person leaving like the week before and we had to like rewrite songs and come up with a few new ones just before A, a massive gig and B, like recording our first EP. Yeah, and I, I think like I think we all thought the same separately. It was like, is everyone going to go for this, or is is someone going to go? Oh, I don't think we should. But I think the fact that we all went fucking right, we're doing it was like a big like, right? This this is us then, I guess. Like you know, yeah. we'll, we'll give it a try. Well, we've never so, been one to sort of say, oh well, that's going to be too hard. We'll not do that. We'll yeah. just be like, well we've been asked to do this thing or we've got a chance of doing this let's yeah. let's just do it like yeah, it doesn't matter if it if it costs too much or if um it falls apart or whatever at least we've tried yeah. it no, you, you couldn't get offered a, a, a gig like that and turn it down could you you'd have to find exactly. a way of, of making it happen exactly. so yeah yeah it's, yeah totally totally it would be better for it to fall flat on its face than not happen at all, wouldn't it? So, yeah. well, yeah, you know, exactly. That experience. Yeah. yeah. Fair play. Um, so let's let's talk about Gargoyle for a minute then. So, sure. you know, your three-piece. So who writes it all? You, am I right? I think you, you've self-produced all this as well. This is all sort of done DIY and yeah. in-house. Yeah. Gargoyle is, yeah. yeah. Gargoyle is, yeah. That must that must that must make you feel a bit even more proud of the music. To be honest, that it's all ground up all the way to the top. It's just you three guys, yeah. And you smashed yeah, that yeah, great yeah. album in the process. Cheers. Yeah, yeah. It, um, it was a lot of hard work, um, uh, and I think it was because we had sort of quite an ambitious plan before the whole COVID thing hit, um, and then that that was one thing that didn't happen and we thought well we we still want to make this album um and we want it to be the best thing we we can do so yeah we just we've done a couple of singles beforehand just to kind of test the water a bit to see if we could do it um because if one song it doesn't work it's like well we've not wasted much time because an album to, to like record and mix an album is quite a hefty amount of work yeah yeah um but yeah so after we've done those two and people seem to think that they sounded great um we thought right well i think we can do the we can do an album um and yeah it, it went really well and we're sort of halfway through demoing some songs for album number three already yeah it's coming together nicely and just yeah. i was just going to say it was nikki that kind of recorded and produced it all and mixed this guy, I don't know if it's the side, but yeah, it was it was Nicky's the uh, the genius in charge here. Who writes the lyrics? Just out of interest, it's John, mainly John. Yeah, and yeah. Um, both when works the way we sort of work. When um, so we'll we'll write all the music and then he'll sort of go away, think about melodies and the lyrics and stuff. He'll write those and then we sort of we'll go down our practice room we'll, we'll record demos of of them and we all sort of sit and go oh well maybe that line doesn't work or and sort of almost pull it apart to put it back together again yeah i've got to say i think it's i think there's a line in this the song uh 
heart of the son. Take you down off the cross because we need the wood. Yes. Fucking genius. It is. Love it. It is. Great, great line. Like it, yeah, yeah, I was like, I mean, I was, I was listening to this, your stuff and I was like, this is good. And I heard that line, I was like, there's some fucking real thought behind that. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, it's, it's a clever line. Yeah. And, that, and that's 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 a great song. It, it rounds the album off so well. It's got such a great sort of drive and groove to it. It makes it makes me think of like um, um, like Adam Hartmother era Pink Floyd at times. Like uh, yeah, tracks like Astronomy Demean and things like that. It's got that kind of spacey, yeah, yeah, yeah. progressive kind of feel to it. And yeah, it's, it's, it's it just rounds off the album beautifully. Yeah, yeah. I love playing that one. It's um. It's kind of like the most simple, but yet not simple song. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's not, about, really... it's not about the notes yeah. on that song. It's about the sort of the intent behind playing them. That's sort yeah. of, because it's pretty much all one note all the way through almost. Yeah. Um, especially for you, Ed, I think you are yeah. just playing one note apart from. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's Fucking all about lazy sort of the... bass players. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you, sure, you sure you don't want me to do? No, just just, just that one, Ed. You... Yeah, well, that's normally how it goes. Ed will come, oh, I've got this bass line. It'll, it'll be all fantastic and stuff. And we'll be like, yeah, that's really cool. But have you tried just playing C? <laughs> just playing that? Yeah. Still managed to fuck it up there, don't we? But um, yeah, but I, I think there's something to be said for that. And um, Keep it simple. Keep it simple yeah. sometimes, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's... And I remember when we recorded it, I think we did it in like three takes. I think we did it in two takes, but then there was a fuck up with the um, headphones around or something. So there was oh, like a noise, please. But um, yeah. but it was a bit like, did we just do it? Was that it? We managed to get yeah. through it. And yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, the, the whole album was kind of like that because we'd done all the, um, the basic track and all in one day. Yeah. Um, instead, because, well, we didn't want to spend six months recording an album because then it would just sound like someone yeah. typed it in on a computer. So we thought, yeah, well, we'll we'll play them, get a, a good version of us playing it, and that's that's what it is. Yeah. So yeah. So what's um what's twenty twenty three bringing for Dunes then? What's what's the plan now for the next few months? Uh, man with the plan. <laughs> yeah, I am the man with the plan. We are. So yeah, like Nikki said before, we are. Uh, in the middle of demoing stuff for album three uh, and writing it, obviously. Um, and it's about halfway, maybe not halfway done, but we've got half the ideas down and half the, the other, we've got like as much again on the, on the go. Um, we're booked in to record at the end of June, going up to Scotland this time to do that. Um, so we're going to, we spend about a, a week up in, place where I, I can't remember what it's called it's just outside just uh near um Loch Lomond yeah a, a cottage just yeah. out near Loch Lomond the nearest neighbor's like 10 miles away or something how yeah. very metal yeah so like, we're just gonna be. go there lock ourselves in and essentially do the same thing we've done on yeah Gargoyle and do it all ourselves but yeah. in and like use an actual studio as opposed to in our um claustrophobic <laughs> uh, <rehearsal room. laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah so we've got that um may it's not announced yet but we're doing a tour um like a few of the dates have been announced so i don't think i'm kind of ruining anything if i if i say it 
Um, so we're doing like some gigs with High Desert Queen and Fat Soul Jetson. Nice. And then some with um, Great Electric Quest and Thunder Horse. We kind of, because um, all those bands are over for Desert Fest. And yeah, so they're doing other gigs around it. So we're hopping on a few of them. They're all, all of them are doing various things. So we're playing a few dates with them. Then we're doing a few headliners separately on our own. Um, so we've got that. A couple more things booked later in the year. We're coming down to play at um, the Hope and Anchor in July, mid-July. That's with um, the Civil War lads. So we've got that. And then later in the year, we've got something that we definitely can't tell you about. But it'll be <laughs> yeah. really cool. I know that's a proper twatty thing to say. Isn't it? <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, we're, hearing, we're hearing that a lot lately. Because this yeah, comes out, uh, this comes out next week, doesn't it? Yeah, Monday yeah, so, probably. Well, yeah. it comes it comes out today for people that are listening. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, chances are one of the things might have been announced by then, but uh, yeah. we don't want to. We don't. We don't wanna wanna... Yeah. Step on any toes. No, absolutely not. Because yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, so yeah, so it'd be nice when when we can start doing that. Um, and yeah, like it's it's kind of weird because yeah, we're like really busy, but then kind of it might seem that we're not because <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's like, like a lot. It's like a lot yeah. of things. I hate being like this. That oh, I've got all these big things coming. I hate that, but it's <laughs> like it's, we're starting to realise that oh yeah, that you kind of sometimes do things that you you can't talk about for X Y Z reason. Um, it's not just we're playing down my local pub, because um, yeah, we're not. <laughs> yeah. Well, what was it? What was it happened last week? Is it um, Chris Moore's on Radio X blurted something out about the fact that Foo Fighters are going to drop an album out of nowhere, yeah. kind of thing? And I yeah. think so. Yeah. Made an absolute prick of himself. So yeah. yeah, he had to come out and apologise, didn't he? So yeah, you know. I think so. Do you, rec- do you reckon he really made a mistake, or do you think that was like yeah. like PR? Yeah. No, it's bullshit. And you can't be in the game that long and be that professional and just. By you know, by accident, drop something like that on air. It just seems like bullshit to me. But yeah, that's what I thought. Um, yeah, but playing the game, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You guys just find it challenging though, being being you know, without wanting to sound like you know, there's north south divide. Obviously, London's like the epicenter of the fucking world, isn't it? And yeah, you guys all the way up there. You know, yeah, you came all the way down for the the Krampus Rumpus in December. It's, yeah. So you've got to go a long way before you kind of get anywhere haven't you when you sort we of travel did. in the country yeah it's the funny one because so like I, I grew up in Sheffield right so I know a lot of people down there in bands and they're still doing stuff and like if you're in say if you're in Sheffield for example you've got like Manchester Leeds yeah. York Bradford uh, Nottingham Leicester Birmingham within like an hour and a half two hours yeah but like we have like we're two two and a half hours away from most things yeah. Like at least, and I know. Well, I'm remote where I live. I live back in the nowhere. But a Newcastle band, like there's still a bit of a. You know, we don't have those bigger kind of towns fairly close. So yeah, that, yeah, we, we do have to travel a bit further. And I think that's one thing we, we kind of early on wanted to do is like get out of the northeast. Yeah. And um, not as a kind of oh, shitty here. We want to go somewhere else. Just like <laughs> we want to be part of everything else. We don't want to just be like this insular little thing and. I, I've definitely seen bands from up here that have been like that. And it's like the, the fantastic and 
they get good crowds in the castle, but they just don't do anything else because they don't get yeah. the immediate like um, kind of payoff that they will if they play in Newcastle. And you know, I, th- I think other places it's a bit easier to integrate and the, you know the scenes kind of mix and all that kind of thing. Um, I think yeah, we are maybe a little bit out there, but um, it's cut it's comfort zone, I suppose, isn't it? If you know you can play to a good crowd in your hometown, it's yeah, it's what you're going to do in it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we, I mean. So we played a fairly quiet gig in Leicester last week. And, you know, it's so like, oh, is, is it worth doing this? And, you know, but it's like, if you don't get yourself out there, you're not going to, you're not going to meet other people. And yeah, you've just got to kind of put in as much, you know, take out what you can really, I guess. You don't yeah, know what it's going to be like until you do it, do you? So, no, not exactly. exactly. And you've got, you've got to sort of just go and play all these places. Because, well, when the first time we played London was actually, we, the first time we played, it was I think it was 2019, and it was with yeah. the Grudge and Gozu um, at the Dev. Um, and when we when we sort of got booked to do that, we're a bit like, oh, we've never really played this far south. It's a long way to go. So it was I think it was a Monday night as well. Oh yeah. fucking hell! And yeah. we're like, oh, this is going to be, this could be because the venue it, it was at, it was supposed to be a different venue, and then it got yeah, it was paid tickets, yeah. and then it was downgraded to the dev and it was free entry and we're like oh god this this doesn't bode well um <laughs> and we turned up and it was absolutely rammed yeah and it was like this we've not experienced this on a on a monday night like yeah. even for us the first band on it was it was jam-packed yeah um, and it that seems to have been we've been quite lucky when we've came down to london that we've not played a quiet gig down there and we've i think we've played five times yeah. Down London now, I think. Like that thing, yeah. So, but yeah. it's a right, right, right. Yeah. But it's a right of passage to play, you know, to play to like three blokes and a dog at some point early yeah. on. So. Yeah, absolutely. We've, yeah, we've done our fair share of that. But I think, <laughs> yeah. but also, like, just going back to the whole origins of the band, we've all done stuff before, you know, where none of us, apart from Nicky, none of us are young. Like, I'm not that young. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you know, we've, we've all kind of done that a bit. So I think. Even going in when we first started, we were already trying to trying to be a bit more selective about stuff, and I think for yeah. the most part it's paid off. Um, apart from Doncaster, we never played. We never played Doncaster. Aid. No, we've never, no. we've never played no, it before. Never it. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, but no, uh, we played Doncaster, and it was literally it was <laughs> other bands. There wasn't was, anyone else there. But there was Not a pub across the street band. that was absolutely rammed because there was a, there was a cover band on. Yeah. So no, that was that somewhat was... disheartening. Yeah, but yeah, but London's been really cool. Like every time yeah. we've played, it's been really good. It's been really nice that we. I feel like we've like, we've made some good friends down there, and it's it's like yeah, yeah. and it's really like you know like you say because we are way up there, up here, whatever. Um, and it is like really heartening because you know there's the obvious like oh London it's. You know, it's not a friendly place and all that. And it's like, oh, I think it is if you get in the right place. Like, well, yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. always had that preconception. So, I'd, like, I'd never really been to London before. And I was like, oh, I don't really want to go to London. Oh, it's just going to be a load of busy people not caring about anyone. And then went down. And I was like, it's totally not what I expected. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is very busy. It, it, um, there, there is a lot like that, to be fair. It's yeah. just, it's, it's a, you know, vibrant, diverse diversity yeah, yeah. very diverse so yeah you've got a lot of awful people with you know more yeah. money than sense and then you've got 
yeah. the rest of us. So yeah, yeah. I mean, well, we're, we're lucky. The, the times. Sorry, are sorry, I'm already. sorry. More money than sense. We're not the ones drinking fucking hipster fucking beer. <laughs> it costs four quid a can. Free Seriously, free. I have to do Please. this every fucking week, right? Just <laughs> be careful about your fucking sentences. <laughs> and he's and he's waving a pen. Oh, for us. Uh, <laughs> fucking pen now. <laughs> this is why we don't go on YouTube because of that fucking pen. That could be a thing, though. Okay. No, no, it's don't rapidly becoming it. a thing. So, this is like the third time I've had to raise this issue. Um, you have to put it in writing. I've got a pen for that, so <laughs> I was waiting for that. Well, we 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 have we we do have certain rules. There's certain vetoes and things on this podcast. Um, certain bands you can't talk about and, and things. So, you know, he he wants the same approach for the pen. Oh, fair enough. I get that. Who who can't you talk about? Well, we can't talk about. We can't them. talk about them here. <laughs> That's the whole point of not being able to talk about something. You can't talk about it. Well, it just makes you want to talk about it more, doesn't it? We well, we have good. we have rules on uh, on on the word prog. Um, and and the words theatre and dream, right? That's 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 kind of where it all it all lies. But, um, but we, we we we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna broach the subject in a few weeks and actually you know go down that progressive swirly yeah. wormhole and and well, you know out of our comfort zone. But I fucking hate dream theatre with a passion. <laughs> so I'm glad yeah. someone said it. I'm, I'm fairly. <laughs> yeah, that's where it comes from. Um, where were we? Rude interruptions. Um, London, London. We were t- we were just yeah. We were saying how nice London is. Yeah, but the, the the dev, like you say, I think I think no matter what time of the night, what night of the week you played there, who you're playing with, it's it's always rammed full of people. It's got a great atmosphere in there. It's it's just a great pub. There you go. You know, it's it's just what you want, isn't it? You're going to travel 400 yeah. miles down south. Yeah, makes it worth your while, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It it reminds me like there's a venue up. In Newcastle called Trillions, which is it's it's like the same type of thing. Like no matter what night of the week you go there, you, that's where the people that like rock and metal go. And the, there's sort of a crowd there. Might be a big crowd, might not be, but there's still a, a decent like a good crowd there. Every night I, I, I went there many, many moons ago, all the way from Cornwall to see um a Dutch hardcore band called Born from Pain. Oh uh, Jesus! Yeah, <laughs> fuck, fuck knows why we went that far, but we did. So um, yeah, oh, great venue, you know. But what's what's, what's what's the scene like up there in general, though? Because that's the only gig I've ever been to, and that was donkeys years ago. So uh, there's some good bands. There's some really good bands. <laughs> there they are. <laughs> yeah, like uh, there's really Come on, good bands. Ganza, say hello. <laughs> Fuck you. There's there, there's there's loads of really good bands and there's some really cool venues like there's um a venue that we that we play up here called uh Little Buildings. It it's is what it is, it's a very little venue. Yeah, but uh, like the the guy that runs it, like he works his arse off to get like really like he gets really good bands, like yeah. tourists bands to play there um and it's he's not like one of these people that say oh yeah i've got a venue do you want to play here yeah you can play here and that's he's not like he doesn't end his 
input there. He sort of he really sort of pushes the gigs, and like he's built up uh, like a scene of people that just sort of turn up. They don't they don't even know who's playing. They'll just turn up and see what bands are on because they know oh if he's booked it, it'll be a good night. Yeah, I've always said like before Little Bill and like Newcastle is really for me. Maybe I just didn't know the right place, but there, there wasn't that venue. Yeah, you know, the place yeah. that people just go and watch bands. Doesn't matter who it is. They've got like yeah, yeah. You get yeah trillions, but I think that's a bit bit of a different one. It's a bigger venue, and it, yeah, it tends to be like well known or yeah. covers the weekend kind of thing, isn't it? So the little buildings is more underground thing that yeah, the yeah. little buildings like with score, like you say, Nicky is is coming and has done a class job. Yeah, absolutely class job. Um, so yeah, and uh, anyone like whenever people say like, "Oh, we'd love to come up playing Castle," it'd be like, "Well, get to Trillions or get to Little Buildings," and um, yeah, it's a cool place. Is there so, a yeah. hunger for it? Because like, like in in London, there is that a bit of like, like everybody plays in London. If if a yeah. band's going to tour, they're going to tour London. We'll see them. Yeah, but you know, a, a few other bands have said similar things that when you play regional shows, there's 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 that more of a hunger for it than than you would necessarily get down south. So I think it, it depends on your, the style of music, really, because like the, there's probably like London, there's a, a really diverse sort of musical yeah. scene up here. Um, and like for, for certain types of music, there's, there's a real sort of hunger for it. But some types of music, you sort of absolutely spoilt for choice. Mm. So people are like, oh, well, I, I don't want to go see this type of band tonight. Because I can see them every single other night of I can see that type of band every other night of the week. Yeah. Whereas there's other like like our type of music, there's not a lot of bands sort of doing that sort of thing up here. There's there's a handful, but so it's not like there's that type of gig on every single night. Mm. Um so yeah, that like for us it's it's generally pretty well received up here. But yeah. um for for other, other like, there's quite a lot of sort of thrash metal, um, uh, sort of. Well, because you've got Venom from up here, so Who? there's Venom. Who? Venom. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's lots of bands like that, that type of music. So yeah. who are your um, favourite like metal musicians and what? Like, who are your influences? Depends what oh, day you ask. Mean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, dig, yeah. I mean, obviously, there's the Queens of the Stone Ages there, but even that, like, yeah, they're an influence, they are, I guess. And like Caius and kind of all the obvious ones, Fu Manchu, you know, and stuff like Red Fang. Um, but then, like, all sorts of stuff like that. And, and like, a, like a, I was kind of alluding to at the start, like, um, when we first started, when the, the first initial cluster of people joined this band it was more like you kind of like conan uh electric wizard like the really heavy stuff yeah yeah um, and like i like like i said we all like that stuff but it's not it's not what comes out we want to do like yeah. more core but more melodic and um i suppose it all we all kind of like feed off different things well yeah um, like i'm more sort of into my uh like old school rock music old school heavy metal things like that like my favorite bands are sabbath and zeppelin and then you've got 
John who loves bands like the Wild Hearts, and that's where the sort of the sort of hooky choruses come in is from like yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah there's like quite that, a yeah. sort of wide range within the sort of rock and metal sort of genre of places Which we bands draw. Can you not stand? Which bands <laughs> can I not stand? Poison. I can't yeah. stand poison. <laughs> Just poison. Danny, yeah. I'm sure there's something else we really don't like. Yeah, I've probably blocked it from uh, memory. I can't remember. That's a good yeah. point. I'll, I'll, I'll probably blurt something out in a bit. Yeah. Oh, I'm, 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 I, I, I can't stand Fear Factory. <laughs> I've got no love. I've got, I had them on in the car the other day on the way back from last. <laughs> I've, got, I've got no love. I've got no love for Machine Head. Have you not? No. Uh, any, any of it? What? Um, so, the, the first album's fine, but yeah, I'm, I'm not a Machine Head fan. But I went to see uh, probably about ten years ago. I went to see Metallica, and Machine Head were the support band, and they were much better than Metallica. Ooh. Like, yeah, like I hate to say it, but they were like they were just they, they were brutal, like because it was just as that um, their really popular album that came out. Uh, not Metallica, Machine Head's popular album. Um, yeah. the, the Black album, um, whatever that one is. is that uh, the, 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 black, the Blackening. The black, black, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that one had just came out. and I, I didn't really care for the music, but like their sort of, the power and sort of their intensity was, it, it, it was really good. And they um, are one of those bands that, I've seen them live, God knows how many times, I think several of us have, and when they're on it, they are yeah. fucking on it live. Yeah. I but they just haven't done themselves any favors over the years. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't like right. choose Powerful to listen either. to them because I, I, after that I was like, oh, maybe I should listen to them. I listen to them. I was like, this does not for me. So no, I have zero interest in this. They were like, well, this. So their second album is that um, "Burn My Eyes" or something. Oh, is that the Burn one me. where he's got the the silly hair? That that's, no, no, that's no. burning red, and that's the. Third yeah. album was it? I think. Third, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that, that's that's absolutely shit. That album. Yeah, it was, <laughs> <Sorry. awful. laughs> it was. It was like basically like two thousand kind of personified yeah. an album. It's, it? it's basically it's it, it's. I mean, I know the guys had problems in the past in terms of like his upbringing and everything, but like, yeah. and I know for a lot of people, music and writing and the creativity can be some some form of a catharsis. But yeah. it's like it for me. I just remember listening to it when I was at university and seeing it. This just sounds like an open therapy session. It's like it's too much. It, it's yeah. like yeah. you know, there was a lot of that though then, wasn't there? That was like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like ah, oh, fuck off. Oh. Like, but what I was going to say was the album before that. I really, I do really like. But that was like one of my first. He's gone off again. Off again. Yeah. It's because he keeps getting up and walking around his his palace. It's. Just... I mean, he he does genuinely live in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> like it's like one of my first like really heavy albums that was like totally well for me like underground and just getting into mute like finding my own way with what I like musically. Yeah, but more Machine Head, by the way. Do you listen to anything else that's not metal or rock? Yeah, I'm still talking about Machine Head. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, one. When we're, With what, car, sorry? when we're so when we're driving places, we 
generally don't have a lot of rock on at all. It's there's a lot of uh, '90s uh, sort of dance music um, on the go. And I, I know very little about, but I'm happy to just sit and listen to it. Um, we're all sort of into things like Tom Waits. Um, so yeah, they're the sort of main things that would listen to. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm yeah. quite sort of stuck in listening to rock and metal most of the time. I, I don't deviate that much. Um, I think we all need a break at some point. And, and we're, all, we're all of that age where, you know, like I said, 90s dance music and, and 80s pop and stuff like that. It, yeah. You know, it's, it's the perfect escape, isn't it? Oh, yeah. What it's, were you listening to earlier today? I was listening to uh, Four by Huey Lewis and the News. Great album. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Can't beat a bit of, beat, beat a bit of Huey. Um, I think my internet dropped out there a minute, but... Um, it did. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, we listen to all sorts in the car. That's kind of, yeah, our thing, isn't it? Like, don't listen to yeah. uh, stuff that we do stuff that we do in the car on the way to gigs. Well, yeah, because um, we're going to spend probably four or five hours listening to rock and metal. We don't want to yeah. spend five hours before listening to the same thing when... Yeah. Yeah. Sort of, you, you want to sort of not be stale to it by the time you get to the gig. Yeah, oh, absolutely. But, yeah, like, yeah. I was going to say, like... Um, like LCD sound system, that's someone that me and John really kind of like, like, oh, you like them? I fucking love them. Like, I really like their albums. Um, and Tom Waits as well. Like, I liked yeah. Tom Waits, but John's and, and Nikki as well are like both really into Tom Waits. And um, I don't know if it has much of an influence on us, but it's definitely something we all enjoy. Oh, and Yeah. I think lyrically, actually, it does lyrically, definitely. Very earthy, yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've definitely got a, a big kind of scope. Um, and there's yeah, you, you get to listen to other music as well. It's sort of if you, if you just listen to just stoner rock music and you're playing a stoner rock band, you're just going to become a sort of almost a parody of the bands that you listen yeah. to because yeah. that's all you're going to hear. That's the only things that you're going to be like, oh well, I'm going to try and play that. Um, whereas if you listen to other types of music, you like. For me, sometimes I might listen to some music and go, oh, that's that's a cool drum beat that you don't really hear in rock music. Um, and then you put it in, it's like, oh, well, that's a totally different feel to anything other bands are doing. Yeah. Um, and it, it sounds cool. So li listen to all these type of music things uh, is uh, really does help sort of shape your sound in a oh, way more than... We were, um, we were talking to uh, um, Hellripper a few weeks ago. And, yeah. um, and he, he, he was saying that, you know, in the, the sort of writing process of, of the album that's out today, he was listening to stuff like Oasis and The Doors and things, which right. bears, bears no sort of resemblance whatsoever to the music he makes. But, yeah, you know, he's just, like I said, he's just pulling different influences from different places. And if you just listen to Matt, he's going to get a little yeah. bit one dimensional, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. Like Venom. Absolutely. Yeah. Oasis are a funny one because I think me and John have a very, so Nikki's not loads younger than us, but young in, young young enough, right? So that Oasis to Nikki is totally different to Oasis to me and John. Yeah. Because I think John. So when the, when Oasis first got big, John was like, "Fuck that shit! I'm a metalhead. This is what I do." Nikki was probably about six, and then I, I was like, just about. <laughs> I was probably younger. To like my own music, so it was like anything that was that was around. I was like, "Oh, cool." So I think me and John are, are on board with Oasis now. Nikki's got so much. Maybe. I, I, I just, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't abide Oasis. 
I was going to go back to your question earlier. And, 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 and it's not, and it's not necessarily, <laughs> it, it's not necessarily because of their, because of them. It's their fucking fans. It's just the thought that they exist that annoys me. Okay. Yeah, just, I mean, the fact like, that they're a thing. But you, you know what it's like. Like, I mean, I remember, like, we, me and Trigenza went to um, uh, Red in '99. That was that mm. was that, that was like what four, three three or four weeks before we both started university. Yeah, right. And we saw the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and we saw the Offspring. They they were Offspring were supporting the Chili Peppers, and it was obviously Californication, and yeah. was it pretty fly for the guy. Americana, yeah, sorry. Yeah, it was all that area. Great gig. Yeah. But, but, you know, both bands, really cool. We saw quite a few other things that week as well, uh, that weekend. And then, you know, I got to university fresh this week and every fucking cunt was li listening to Californication and going on about how much of a big Red Hot Chili Peppers fan is. And you're like, what, have you heard Mother's Milk? What was that? Oh, for fuck's sake, just fuck off. Yeah. You know, you just, that's what gets them my tits, you know? Yeah, totally. We've all, we've all got to jump on a bandwagon at some point, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, some but once I'm on the bandwagon, once if I jump on a bandwagon, I go and look around. I look around the wagon. I talk to people. I don't just fucking sit down and like you know, don't yeah. do anything. You know, <laughs> I, I, I read Good something way. a couple of days ago. Right, I'm going off on a slight tangent here, but because uh, this yeah, this came, never yeah, yeah, never happens on this podcast. This came from um, from our favourite Mad Davy Draymond, disturbed, um, oh. talking about how how rock music has lost all its danger yeah and a lot of this a lot of this stemmed from um from sam smith from the brit awards and the grammys a couple of weeks ago and all right. this kind of stuff and yeah now people are looking at, at these pop acts and how they're calling them satanic and unholy and all this kind of shit and people are almost like glossing over rock music now because yeah he thinks it's not interesting or dangerous enough yeah you know and i think to a certain extent he's probably got a bit of a point yeah, he's partly responsible. Yeah, he's responsible for a lot of things. We were having this exact like a conversation about this actually the other the other day, and we're saying like the whole like if if one musician or something puts one foot wrong, it's they're immediately cancelled or whatever. And it's with with rock music, you kind of want there to be a little bit of insanity and a little bit of danger about them. That's sort of why a lot of people were appealed to this type of music is that it wasn't oh, the definitely. safe choice. It wasn't, the, it wasn't, you weren't going to listen to it and your parents were going to go, oh yeah, we're really proud of you for listening. Well, mine were probably going to say that, but um, like, yeah, it, it's not the type, you don't, you don't go, oh, well, this is a safe choice. We're going to listen to this. You go, oh, well, this has got something entertaining yeah. about it. Like yeah, it, it's shocking. Yeah. The problem is, is rock music has done all of that already. I mean, yeah. you know, we've had the satanic messing around and we've had church burnings and murder. Yeah, well, yeah. That's the thing. Rock music has pushed the boundaries more than, you know, anyone else in, in, in that sort of yeah. bad behaviour. I mean, you know, in you terms can't of really dance, go much further than murder, yeah. really, can you? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> it, it's Do you think they took it too far too soon? Yeah. And pop music. Maybe that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. The, the pig too soon with the nastiness. If they'd have just graffitied some churches for a couple of years, you know what I mean? <laughs> Built up a thing, maybe do the odd murder, not like fucking massive, like torture. You know, if they could have pushed it to the late nineties, I reckon things have been better. But <laughs> no, all night ninety one and done. There's this 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 quote that I read from from Draymond, and uh, yeah. and and he goes, "I was pretty oh, wow. blown away." 
by Sam, by Sam Smith Sam Smith's spectacle that was impressive. That's kind of what certain parts of what we do in our genre has been missing for many bands. And even us at certain points in time, that element of danger, that element of here's my middle finger, I'm putting it right in the camera for all of you and so on and so forth. Now, we go back to the early days of Disturbed when there was this kind of pseudo I'm crazy, I come on stage in a straight jacket and and all this kind of shit. But empty gaze. Yeah, all of that and those stupid things hanging from his chin. I mean, you've not got a lot of self-awareness, David Draymond, but... I kind of see the point he is trying to make, but this, uh, yeah, this he makes a point. He makes a point. And I, I mean, going back to what Aid said earlier about like the church graffitiing and the church spreading, I, 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 I'm thinking to myself now, you know, it, it's a shame because they could have really built that up until a couple of years ago. And like yeah. Notre Dame could have been the ultimate in church burning. Exactly. Like, you know, like, let's not just, let's not burn a wooden church. Yeah. Let's burn a fucking cathedral to the floor. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, well, I- they were they weren't thinking long term, were they? They weren't. They weren't, and, and, they, and it's this short sightedness. That's what exactly. it, it's the lack of proper planning. That's what I think. There's it just is. no longevity in burning churches. No, there's not. There's, I mean, there was probably more longevity in Var Vickerness's kind of jail sentence than there was with the church burning, which is a shame because he put out some good albums when he was in prison. Like I, fucking, I know he's mental. Politics, obviously just to put it out there but I, I love a bit of Burzum fucking incredible problem is um, you can't you can't wear a Burzum shirt in public I was wearing a Burzum shirt at Bloodstock and someone called me a Nazi so <laughs> well I, I so I thought I know a guy who um, he he basically called someone out for that but I know full well he loves them like <laughs> he's like really isn't but he's like so like um, like on it and like Right, right thinking and stuff that you, you, you can't let stuff go in that way. But then he's like, I fucking love that band. They're amazing. But yeah, it's, but yeah, I, I get what Draymond's trying to say. Um, although I've got to say, I, I, I wouldn't know a Sam Smith song. I don't know what his music's like. I don't, is the, it, the only one I know is the James, James Bond song he did. I didn't even know, know that. Yeah. Um, it's not one of the best yeah, ones. Yeah, at not, all, not so. to fill the stereotype of uh, Hillbillies up in Newcastle, but. I think we're, we're we're probably the hillbilliest us two. Yeah, like, most the, people the, would. The, the only one issue I've got with this is that we're all sitting here talking about Sam Smith and how none of us know what his music is yet. He's he's, he's everywhere at the minute, but it, it's about what he looked like and what he was wearing, and uh, yeah. not yeah. not about his music. And I yeah. I don't want to sound pretentious and wanky, but I've got a, I've got a fucking problem with that. It's it's yeah. not about his his art, his craft. We might not be fans yeah, of it, yeah. but he's still an artist. But it seems to be more about what he looks yeah. like and what he does and, and how he dresses. Yeah. And I mean, admittedly, fuck knows what he was wearing at the Brit Awards. I, I don't know if that was the all part of his art, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, fair play to him for because that was <laughs> that was bold. <laughs> because we just got back to our hotel last weekend. And I was just like flicking around on my phone. And I, saw I know exactly where you're going with this. I was like, why Why is this man dressed as a stiletto that's falling apart? It's just like, <laughs> what's going on there? Like, I'm all for expressing yourself, but what? no, come on, man. Like, that's just silly. Yeah, utter insanity. But Yeah, it, it, it was it was bonkers. And then there was, there was something, 
I think he's just having one of those those sort of periods at the minute, a couple of weeks. He was yeah. on, on TV a couple of days ago and he was wearing a fisherman's right. jumper. And I think it was I think it was Ronan Keating who right. were talking about it. And and wouldn't use the wouldn't use the term fisherman, but the term fisher them, because that was more inclusive. <laughs> the world's gone fucking mental. Absolutely yeah. shit fucking I mean, mental. Yeah, at the risk of sound like middle-aged, come on, like <laughs> one step at a time yeah oh, man. come on that's probably like nathan barley shit isn't it like, <laughs> like hey. barley is. oh mate oh you're missing oh, out i'll tell you he was younger we, uh, is, this is what happens in 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 dunes is aid and john will make a pop culture reference and i'll have absolutely no idea yeah, about it true. yeah you, you need to teach that's right they just need to teach you how to play cock muff bum all. <laughs> I don't think I want to. <laughs> Please don't teach me that. We every time you fall asleep, don't worry. It, no, oh, it's, it's 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 it. one of the best comedy shows ever. It is just brilliant. It's yeah. just so so on the ball. With yeah, yeah sort of like the, the whole sort of East London trendy Shoreditch early two thousands kind of hipster stuff. So yeah, people yeah. who drink shit like this basically. Um <laughs> which is uh, which has moved to Hackney now, I think you'll find. Oh probably yeah. yeah. But um but yeah there's so many there's so many people now who who have gone on to you know much bigger things, all like the Mighty Boosh people and yeah. uh Charlie Brooker. Charlie Brooker, yeah, because he co-wrote it, didn't he with Chris Morris. Yeah. That's a thing. Yeah. Um I think we could, also I think Matthew Holness is there, the guy that does Garth Marenghi. I think he popped up. Yeah. Well. Oh there you go. Um, yeah, no, it's it's brilliant. It's cha- it was Channel Four. Um, yeah, yeah it, it generally is one of the best best things you'll ever see. Yeah, we should watch it. I mean, you should watch it, Nicky. I've got it. No, I've got yeah. it. I've got, I need to. I need to watch it again at some point. It's for me. It's up there with Spaced and um, Drop the Dead yeah. Donkey. Up there with Spaced and Drop the Dead Donkey. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Every now and then, right? If I'm in on my own on Friday night, I'll put um, Drop the Dead Donkey on, get drunk, and pretend it's like 1994. What was brilliant about that series is how they they filmed it in real time. They they had a yeah, yeah it was it was a sitcom based in a news uh, newsroom, um, and they had a plot for each each um, episode which they wrote in advance. Um, so they had a rough structure, but they filmed it the week in the week before it was broadcast. Um, not live, but just you know, they did it in a very short time, and they they ended up putting current events into the plot. So when you're watching the episode on a Friday night, they were referring to things that had actually happened in the news yeah. that week because they hadn't filmed it six months before. It was brilliant in that regard because it was it was almost improv. And one of the running yeah. jokes in that first season, which was in 1990, summer 1990, was this running joke where when anyone started humming Ness and Dorma from the World Cup, they had to put money in the swear jar. <laughs> Fuck, where do you uh, get this stuff from? It's because right. it's a brilliant series. It was just absolutely yeah. brilliant. Well um, before my time, that. I don't know what, <laughs> I prefer, what, I, what I prefer, the fucking pen or drop the dead donkey, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> you got to look at George. Um, <laughs> fucking hell. Why, why do you think it is the Brit Awards has always ignored heavy metal? It's, I go back, you know, go back years to the early '90s, watching the Brit Awards and seeing Bruce Dickinson on the Brits, and and they had Eddie come out on stage and all that kind of shit. But it's never really been, no matter how popular metal has got, 
the Brit Awards has always ignored it. The best rock act yeah. is is just it's just indie because, music it's, because metal is it's, weird. It's almost on. like it's almost like we're as a country as a, as a music scene we're embarrassed of fucking heavy metal. Mm. You know, it, it's like you've got some of the most. Like, you know, back in the day of the 1980s when you had, like, Donington, Monsters of Rock, prestigious, like, metal festivals. We produced some of the world's best metal acts. There's a lot of people in the UK that absolutely love metal. A lot of people. And, you know, we don't have the venues, mm. really. We don't... Um, we, we don't we don't give people the airplay. Like, for fuck's sake, I was in the gym. I mean, I live in Italy, right? So I was in the gym the other day, and fucking Pantera walk came up. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's normal, isn't it? People seem to be just more like on the continent anyway, more more really like ready to embrace it. Well, yeah, I was I was just gonna jump in there. Like, um, I used to live in Canada, and my, my wife used to live in the states. And like, a band like Tool are just like radio rock over there, not radio yeah. rock. Where you know in, what I mean? You hear that? Canada, right? Yeah. Where in Canada? Um, so I spent a year in Toronto, and then a year in. Um, the arse end of Manitoba and the prairies. So, but yeah, and st- yeah, stuff like Metallica and, and just like all the big metal stuff was like my wife. My wife is French Canadian. She's from right. Ottawa. And right. uh, yeah, the first time I went to Canada, just like in the in the car with the dad, you just turn the radio on and it's just like um, fucking. I think it was Blackened by Metallica was playing. Yeah, just on like, like and you just like what. Yeah, <laughs> the fuck. But you've and then, got like, another time, you know, and then like an hour later, raining blood comes on. You just like fucking Slayer yeah. on the radio, like. Yeah. And it wasn't well, like over, it was a metal thing. Over there in the states and Canada, you've got you you've got actual radio stations for. It. I mean, yes, we have, but it's all internet radio stations. Serious things like Planet Rock yeah. and that. So it's yeah, we just haven't got the scope for it. No. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's like it's, but then I don't. I'd, would you want the Metal stuff to be at the Brits. I don't know. Maybe. I think it just feels like it. I think it. I think it's a paradox. There's something paradoxical about it Mm. because, like, we kind of we we secretly crave the recognition, but we don't want it either. We 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 want to protect it, don't we? Yeah, Yeah, we want to protect it, but we also want people to. Have you ever met someone like? It's like, oh, metal's just noise, and you're right. Mm. I'm going to prove you wrong and yeah. I'm going to play you all this like stuff. And then at the same time, you, you want to see it at the Brit Awards. You want to, you want to hear it played on radio one, but at the same, but then again, you're kind of thinking, well, that's, I don't want, it's like, it's like when your sister discovers your records and you don't yeah. want your sister to listen to it, you know, because <laughs> it's not cool anymore. It's, yeah. We, we're at the point where we're more likely to see a metal band play the mobile awards than the Brit awards because mo- the mobile awards now they have um, an alternative category. And I think they've, they've just, they've kept it loose at the moment. Right. Um, it, you know, just to say that anything that isn't hip hop or soul or yeah. R&B or more, you know, obviously black origin and yeah. the, the alternative category will be for rock bands or weird pop bands or you know yeah, potentially yeah. a metal band and i think the winner of it last year was bob villain very oh, yeah exactly oh, yeah. really really yeah. sort of you know punk and angry and all that and you know absolutely decent stuff but yeah i mean if if there was a, a, a you know a band that was predominantly black playing metal they yeah. would probably get because again they're celebrating 
everything about their culture and every, everyone yeah. doing stuff like that. So we're more likely to see that now in, in MOBO than Brit. Yeah, that's yeah. that's yeah. great for them, but it's, it's a shame for us. Yeah. I think they probably yeah. look at like, thing, I think the Brit Awards probably look at things like, if you look at the Grammys and they have sort of best metal performance and things yeah. like that. Yeah. They, they do award it like metal bands because I mean, High on Fire won. They did. Once. Yeah. Yep. But if you look at the amount of people in the crowd and that are watching that, it, there's like 10 people there. Mm, so I think yeah. they're probably like, well, people don't find that entertaining. So it doesn't like the Grammys go on for like four or five hours or something. Well, yeah, yeah there is that as well. But I, I think there's, I think probably the reason that you don't get a lot of sort of actual metal in sort of things like the Brit Awards is because they want it's they want people to be watching the whole thing. And if it's like, oh well, I'm not really interested in this music, I'm going to switch off. Then putting some obscure metal band on there yeah. i think a lot of people might might turn turn off whereas if you say oh this is the best metal band and you put royal blood on um then well, people look at, oh well i like royal blood oh i like metal well that's the thing there's a very big scope isn't there because yeah. I, I was so the other the other week i was we, we had a, like a meal at work and we were there was like four of us on the way back in the car sharing lifts and that and i was chatting to the chatting to one of my mates about the like our band and he was like, oh, so you, you like metal? I was like, no, nah, we're not really metal. And one of the other guys who's like listened to us is like, oh, yeah, it's proper metal, you. I'm like, we're, we're fucking not. Like, <laughs> but it's like, it's that kind of perspective, isn't it? Like to some yeah. people that aren't yeah. into rock music, we probably sound heavy, for example. Whereas like, let's say like Desert Fest or some of the other things we've done, we're like the, like the, what, what was you, what did you say, Nicky? Like the comedy. The comic relief. The comic relief, <laughs> yeah. Like we're, we're not heavy, like. To my ears, we're not heavy. Like maybe in places, but like when you compare it to a lot of stuff that we, like a lot of the bands we gig with, like we're definitely not heavy. But then it's that, you know, mainstream wise, yeah. Like I mean, we may basically burning churches for them, like you know, like it's yeah, that sliding scale and stuff. So, but you you say you say not heavy. I mean, yeah, you know, you you, you the whole the whole stoner and and doom. At the end of the day, it all, it all stems all the way all the way back to Black Sabbath. So, yeah, and you know, in the seventies, it didn't get any heavier than that. Yeah, you yeah, look at like the early days of Soundgarden and Alice in Chains and bands like that. It was, it's the same thing. They were considered rock bands, but they were fucking heavy. Yeah, Alice in Chains especially. Yeah, like, those riffs, those proper heavy. heavy. And that was like, that was radio rock at one point. And you yeah, yeah and you listen yeah like facelifts like what is it um die young, we die young fucking yeah. riff. Yeah, it's heavy. Yeah. Well, to me, there's not really been like what people consider heavy now is oh well, I'll down tune my guitar and go dun 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 dun. Yeah. It's like, that, that's not heavy. That's just boring. What you mean, like Fear like, Factory? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Fear Factory. Um, but like all all this like modern like gent stuff or whatever that people consider heavy, and it's just like it's not. It's just it's yeah. just crap. Just like yeah, sure. if you want heavy, heavy heavy is like. Heavy's a lot of things, but like you, you want an actual riff. You don't want someone just going boom, 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 boom for five minutes. You, you want yeah. like you still want a song in there. Not someone just playing loud and stopping every now and then. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there is, there is a lot. There's no intensity to it because it's the intensity. Yeah. There's no fucking heavy. songs. That this is this is the yeah. one thing I keep on going on about. It, it's it's one thing to be brutally heavy, but there's got to be songs. There's got to be something yeah. in it. That's what that's one of the things that we're sort of we re- always really conscious of is like right 
like cause, uh, like a lot of time when we're writing songs like maybe i'll come up with a riff and it's like right that's a cool riff but what 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 what's the song yeah like a, a song's not just our, our riff it's everything around it yeah and uh, i think yeah. a lot of i think a lot of sort of of those sort of modern modern metal kind of some of them don't, but I think some of them genuinely forget that you're writing songs. You're not just writing a breakdown. Yeah. But there are there are bands out there, and I can't think of anything necessarily off the top of my head. But there are bands out there that are doing brutally extreme music. You know, death yeah. metal's on a bit of a of an upward sort of trajectory mm. at the minute. Yeah, are doing brutally heavy music and have songs and hooks, so it it can be done. It doesn't just have yeah. to be. Oh yeah, it totally can I'll, be done. I'll pick yeah. up bands like Lorna Shaw, for instance, who are like the current sort of darlings of of deathcore or whatever you want to call it. And I I don't get it. I I can't hear melody in there. Incredible musicians, so much talent, but I, I can't hear hooks and songs and choruses and all that kind of thing. It just doesn't. I, I might I might just because we're getting old, but it doesn't do anything for me because I can't. I can't, yeah. can't get into it, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, like so, someone once, like this week, told me, oh, you, you like heavy music. You should listen to a band called Sleep Token. Oh, and I listened God. To it and I was like, <laughs> Another one. Like, don't don't get it. Absolutely does absolutely nothing for me. Like, no. I, I just, I, I was like, fair, fair enough if you like it. Like, fair enough. I'm not going to knock someone for liking it, but it's uh, it's not for me. Like, I, I just, it's too... I, I, I didn't get it. It's too esoteric. It's yeah. Odd. It doesn't have enough. It doesn't have enough weight to back it up. I, I went again. I was similar sort of thing. I heard people talking about it. I thought, well, this sounds interesting. I quite like that whole sprawling, epic, heavy, you know, cult of Luna, ISIS, those kind of things. I thought it was going to be like that, but it, it just wasn't. It was just a bit, a bit. Well, flat, it was sort of a bit, you know, That's yeah. kind of yeah. sold to me. And I was like, oh. I like some Deftones stuff, like, and it just wasn't. No, it's, it's a shame, but they're clearly the next big thing. Them and um, Spirit Box are the other one that, yeah, that, that you know, that are getting an awful lot of hype. And it, you know what, it's, it's great. I don't want to be a gatekeeper, but it, it might lead to people getting into other music, and that's great. But it's just, I, yeah. don't, I, don't, I don't get it. I, don't, I mean, I don't I've, I've always been of the opinion, like, you can listen to something, not like it, but appreciate it. Like it is still good for the people that like that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Uh, but a lot, a lot of that sort of gent stuff, I, I just don't think it's good. I, <laughs> I said this to somebody on here actually a few weeks ago that music like that almost feels like music for musicians. So they yes. can all appreciate each other's talent and ability rather than the, than than yeah. the art, so to speak, rather yeah, than music. Yeah, it's like oh well, that that guy can play a thousand notes a minute. It's like great, but again, where where's your song? Yeah, like where, yeah. where's the thing that you're gonna you're gonna have in your ear for the next week? Yeah, like, yeah, right. no, and, and that's what matters. That's why we're yeah. that's why we're sitting here talking about this stuff because that's what we remember. It's like I mean, movies, songs that like Rain and Blood. Like you hear Rain and Blood once, and, and you remember that. Yeah. Duh, 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 duh. Like you, you're never gonna forget that. And it's, it's like it's like movies. Whenever someone makes a movie about movies about the love yeah. of cinema kind of thing, you know, something like the Fablemans or the Artist. Yeah. Always get, it always gets Oscar nominations because the industry loves it. So it's the same sort of thing. Yeah. Industry yeah. loves it. What do you guys it. think of? Um, because we we did an episode on synthwave. What do you think about like, synthwave metal synthwave? Um, it, from the the only sort of exposure of that that I've had is uh, there's a, there's a guy um, 
he used to work in a guitar shop around here. Uh, it goes by the name McRocklin. Um, <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, oh, he's honestly, he's one of the most phenomenal guitar players you'll ever hear. But it's there's no song there. It's it's all like it, his guitar playing's just out of this world. Like he's he was he he was Steve Vai's prodigy for a while. Um, but he, and he so he plays like that, but plays like synthwave music with shred over the top of it and it kind of it, it it done nothing for me but i appreciate like it's he's really good at what he does you know about mcrocklin yes <laughs> How did we go to him? sorry i was having a really long week well uh so they're asking uh, what our thoughts on synthwave were oh okay i like that's, that's, that's my only exposure to it that's the only thing i've really heard about it is yeah, yeah. Is him. Yeah. We we, uh, um, we 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 do love Carpenter Brew on this podcast. You know, yeah. That, um, what was it? Was it last year they put you put an album out? Yeah, le- 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 second, second uh, LP. Yeah, yeah. Man, I love that. Um, yeah, big fan. Yeah, I've 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 only dipped in. I like that. I really like a band called um, FM eighty four. Yeah, um, yeah. Like it's proper eighties wet. Eighties. Dances the Dead are worth checking out. Who? Sorry. Dance of the Dead. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I've heard that. Yeah, I think I've heard them. There's someone else as well. Yeah, some of it's really good, but then it's it's also like it's, it's kind of like background music sometimes. I think. Yeah, it's yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. it is. You 100%. can you can get into it, or you can put it on. A, some of it, the dark synth stuff is more you know danceable yeah. and gig gig friendly, but yeah. a lot of the sort of chilled out '80s vibe stuff. Yeah, it's ba- it's background music. Uh, yeah, but much, it, so. But it's well put together. Like that's that's kind of what I like, and um, I suppose it's funny as um, someone at my advanced age. Like I sometimes hear like the young, younger people into it, or like making it, and you like, and they're kind of like, whoa, the eighties and nineties must have been so cool. And you're like, nah, mate. It's it's <laughs> what you're looking at. It wasn't cool. It's an idealized version of the eighties, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's a fantasy version of that era. It's it's just grabbing onto all the all of the pop cultural stuff that w- was generally good, yeah. just glorifying it. Yeah, making it shine and uh, Stranger Things, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Strange Stranger Things has got you know has, has got a lot to do with it. But you know what, Stranger yeah. Things is 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 an incredible piece of work, and yeah, I don't care what anybody says. It's what more can you say about it, really? Yeah, it's class, and it's it's cool. It's cool with the stuff like that that really like digs up stuff and kind of makes it popular again. And but uh, well, yeah, I think like that's kind of made metal a little bit popular for a while yeah. again because people yeah. like playing Metallica on it. Like, yeah, people were putting it on their TikToks or whatever, not really knowing anything about the band, thinking there was some new band, but yeah. like. It sort of opened people's ears to that type of music again. No, a form of music that really just—I mean—it offends me to my very core that it exists. Is K-pop? Okay, it's something I've never—I've never really listened to. Well, that's probably for the best. But you see, the thing is, for me, I actually lived in South Korea for five years. Right. Right. I was living in Gangnam when Gangnam Style came out, and it was fucking everywhere. And, and I'm, that, not, I'm not even talking part? like, you know, you go into a club and you hear Gangnam. No, yeah. you, you go to the doctor's of surgery, it's Gangnam style. You get on the fucking bus and they're playing Gangnam style. <laughs> you go to the fucking funeral parlour, they're playing Gangnam style. It's <laughs> fucking, it was, it was, it was heinous. 
Yeah, and like, like it's like if you're going to like because obviously what what career have done is they they kind of they've they've attached their kind of train wagon to K-pop, you know, and it's doing like the kind of cultural heavy lifting for them. Yeah, and like you know what we what we've done in the UK is it's it's, it's the Beatles and the Stones and Led Zeppelin and, and people and Sabbath and people like, you know actual bands yeah. that can fucking write music, and yeah. you just like if that's what you want to attach your kind of what you're going for is like kind of soft power. Yeah. That is, that is the wrong wagon to hitch it to because it, it's like, <laughs> it, they, they actually have schools in South Korea that teach you how to become K-pop stars. And, really? Yeah. Sure yeah, and they're not, um, they're not, they're, they're, there's, there's one, they're called, uh, they're called, uh, it's a management company called MS5, I think. I think it's MS5. Yeah. They basically own, they own the K-pop <laughs> So these K-pop bands like BTS, right, for example, yeah. and a lot of the other ones, they're not they're not like these amazing rock stars, and they're getting they get royalties. They get a salary from this management. So it's right. like it's, it's like it's like having a normal job. No, they get well yeah. paid, but the management. I was say they're probably better paid than someone that's on royalties. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, it just. It's just, it, and like when you, when you, you know, you, my, my students would come, oh, do you like K-pop? No, I hate it. And they, and they, it, and it, 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 steam would come out of their ears, could <laughs> compute. And they're like, well, why, why would you not like K-pop? And I, I said, it's because it's, it's, it's music for stupid people. Yeah, so I've got yeah. a question for you because you said you lived in, 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 in Korea. So do they call it K-pop over there or do they just call it pop? Yeah, pop? yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming the the K stands for Korean pop music. Korean pop, yeah, but but it, it, it's a derivative <laughs> of J-pop. So like Japan did it first, and the, Korea the, really. And and this is the thing with Korea, they're really good at seeing something, taking it, and kind of putting their own spin on it. And and that Samsung yeah. to a fucking T, yeah? yeah. Um, and a lot of the industry in Korea as well. It's like, well, we'll take this. This is really good, but we'll just put a different button on it, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so why haven't we got just... K-Metal? Yeah. Well, there is some. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's 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 just so... Metal music, it's, it's not like, like in, you know, in Japan, they, they love everything, right? And, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll put their own spin on it and um, and there's, yeah. there's, there's, a, there's a scene for everything. Whereas in Korea, it, it's, it's, it's almost so antithetical to... Korean society that it just it, it's so underground you have to really go and find it but like you know you you get bands like I, I, like Judas Priest came over one year I saw Lamb of God there as well it was quite a small venue but like there was this guy called Tony who's this Australian guy he's a complete throwback and he's like you know he's best mates with like you know um, Paul Diania from Maiden back in the day and um, he, he owned this little bar and it was a rock bar and like mm. when when priests played, they turned up at the bar, right? And um, because it's the only fucking rock bar, <laughs> so like you're just no, hanging out. And, like, and and I'm like, I didn't go that night. And I'm like, my mates are like, priests are here. They went, dude, the priest is here. And I was like, what do you mean? The, what what fucking Rob Halford's at the bar? I've got to work. I've got to work at five o'clock tomorrow. <laughs> I can't get off in time. I'm like, I should have gone. <laughs> yeah, I'd I'd be calling sick. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. One last thing I, I wanted to, to bring up um, because this popped up this week. Um, you two fans of Gajira? Um, I went to see them the other day. Did you, <laughs> did, did you, did you buy a t shirt? 
I didn't know. Uh, I did see the price of them. Um, We've got a lot of bringing this up. Do this, yeah. And I kind of get it why they're charging that much. Yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, to put it into context for anybody who's not aware, um, on on tour in UK and Ireland this week, uh, Gajira's merch prices have, have gone all over social media. Um, T-shirts were forty quid, long sleeves were fifty quid, hoodies were eighty quid. Um, they yeah. were charging two hundred quid, I think, for a signed drum skin, weren't they? I think. Uh, um, I, 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 to be honest, I saw it after the fact because I knew yeah. the T-shirt was 40, 40, uh, 40 pounds. My partner had went to uh, she she wanted a, a T-shirt um, and she said they're forty quid. I'm not getting one. What, what what do we think about it? Because I, I, I it's it. come up in conversation a couple of times. I went to so last week as well, just to add to that. Um, I yeah. went to see a band called Off, um, yeah. which is Keith Morris from Circle Jerks and Black Flag. That's, that's his sort of band. And even yeah. um, even their t shirts were the t shirts were thirty quid, long sleeves were forty quid, so still pretty pricey. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what 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 I'm seeing is that it's now venues that are taking a cut of yeah, yeah like, this, this, a lot this, of isn't it. A lot of venues yeah. are wanting sort of 30, 40 percent yeah. of of all your merch. So I mean, when you factor in how much it costs to like especially if you want a like a nice like a nice colourful design like this, like it's it's not cheap to get them printed. No. Um, especially sort of if, if you're a smaller band doing a smaller run of them, then they're, they're not that cheap. And then by the time you factor in that you're probably not because of sort of Ticketmaster and stuff taking that cut of these sort of events and the venue taking that cut. Um, by the time you've paid all your overheads, you're probably not making anything off the actual gig itself. You're making money off the merch. And then if the venue's saying, oh, well, we also want 30% of your merch um, and with the whole um, taboo word Brexit as well, the way that sort of import and export works um, when you're a band, because we, we looked at it when we went to, when to play in, in Sweden, that um, you you have to pay the well from what my understanding of it uh, you have to pay the the tax up front yeah. so when you come into the country you have to estimate how much you're going to sell and pay your tax before you enter the country yeah um, so I think there's loads of little little factors like that and the fact that, that well for them that tour was rescheduled that was the third date. Because it was supposed to be in 2020, then it was yeah. moved to 20. It was moved to last year, then it was moved to this year. So, like, it's not it's not going to be cheap rescheduling a tour because they would have they would have deposits that would have got refunded and they wouldn't have got refunded and stuff. So, like, as much as a bit it's a bit shit for someone wanting to buy one of their t-shirts, uh, I kind of get why they had to do it. It probably wasn't a greed yeah. thing. It was probably a well, if we're going to make it through the other side of this, this is what we're going to have to do unfortunately yeah and that's the same for a lot of bands i mean um i think it's well your favorite band fear factory um they said that their next their next tours are all going to be in the back of vans because you, you don't make enough money to be on a bus now yeah, yeah. when you're doing big venues because that's not the it's probably just because they're not popular <laughs> well yeah they're just not as popular but um I th- I th- yeah, we're we're only doing smaller venues. Like we we could play in arenas, but we're just not popular yeah. enough. Yeah, you, you get more money from smaller venues because you don't have to pay them to cut your merch. Uh, so yeah. that's why that's why we play um, Doncaster and Leicester. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but not Bolton. Bolton. Oh fuck. Oh. Yeah, that all went. We're not going to be playing Bolton last weekend, last Friday. But the well, 
So fuck it, I'll be I'll be quite candid about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I saw some stuff on Facebook. So so go on if you if you want. You, no, you know, so. I'm happy to. The, yeah, go for it, man. So that was the Friday. On the on the Wednesday, the venue got in touch with the promoter and said, "Sound guy, we can't get a sound guy for it. Um, he dropped out. Can't get anyone else." And he was so the promoter, much to his detriment, kind of was like, oh, "Fuck me." So we told all the bands straight away, which was good. Um. And then he kind of was like, look, I think one of the bands has found like an alternative venue in Manchester, but I'm going to see what else I can do. And about an hour later, probably less than an hour, he, he got back to us and he was like, look, I've sorted a sound guy for Bolton. I'm just waiting for the venue to get back to me. And about another hour and a half after that, the venue got back to him or whatever. And they were like, to be honest, we just can't afford to pay people for it. Um, so I think it was, I don't think they were like making excuses, but I think that, it boiled yeah. down but they couldn't afford to pay pay for the gig. Yeah. And um, and I'm not saying that because I'm not kind of being all, oh, I'm gonna tell you how it is. But I think it's because, you know, it, it's not this isn't against the venue, like it's difficult for them. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. But for context, like I work for a brewery, so I speak to pubs every day, and there's loads of struggling, and it's like, you know, it's easy for it would have been easy for us oh, fucking pricks, like. Why aren't they doing it? But it's like, well, nah, they're, they're trying. And uh, like, yeah. Yeah. everyone's trying. It's, it's, it's not just our gig that we've had to cancel. They've basically all all the yeah all the gigs going. Yeah, forward. I saw all that. They've yeah, cancel that place. So it's yeah. a bit like, well, and, just, yeah, and I feel bad for them. And you know, like, I, I, we we didn't take that as kind of a slight against them or the other promoters on Mark. Like, you know, yeah. he was really good at. Oh, he was great about it. And yeah, like we. we us and with the venue he, he was like really unhappy with the venue from his point of view it was like it makes me like it's fine and we're like well it doesn't mind like we we get it like yeah things happen and you know i don't know i don't know what you do but it all kind of factors in doesn't it and it, it goes it's just a sad that. indictment of, of where we currently are isn't it they've got to make yeah, that choice is. you know yeah, yeah. It is. and I, th- I, th- I don't know what there isn't an answer and i don't know how much is kind of um circumstantial or maybe maybe there's something to be said for like um we were spoiled for too long and there were t- you know there's there's too many venues there's too many bands playing kind of probably bigger venues than they actually should be playing yeah they should be like concentrating on the smaller venues they've tried to go there when they should be about there realistically um and you know not that you can't be ambitious but you know try and sell a small place out before you try and jump make that make the next next leap or whatever but yeah um and i, I don't know i don't have the it, answer it, it is it's, it's it's a real shame i mean i yeah. go back to talking about the dev it's, it's like when when they put those free gigs on they're almost guaranteed to get a full house in that place yeah, yeah. They, they, so they can take that risk mm-hmm. whereas in somewhere like like bolton i don't don't know bolton particularly well but i can't imagine the yeah. scene is as strong there as it's as it yeah. is in camden in london so yeah, that's yeah, it. it's, it's 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 a tough thing to swallow, and yeah, it, it is a shame it? that people lose out because of it. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, in a place like London, like I've got friends that lived up here that moved down to London because we're like, oh well, the music scene—that's where you need to be in London. So I think somewhere like the Dev, you you're probably always going to really have a crowd. Yeah, uh, yeah. But then when you get to sort of place like Bolton, mm-hmm. um, like you'll have. Because I mean, we we had this on on the Saturday night when we played in Leicester. You'll have the people that normally turn up turn up at those bars, and then you might have some people that know about you that'll turn up as well. Um, yeah. But 
it's it's never going to really be um, as busy as somewhere like like Camden and London because yeah. there's there's probably more people than there is that, that are into that music than there is places for them to go. Yeah, because yeah. there's not enough space to have enough places for all those people to go. So they're going to be they're going to be packed to capacity on a Friday and Saturday night. One percent of the population of London amount fans and they're willing to go to the Camden to see a, a gig that's a lot of people yeah yeah if one percent if of the fans of people in Bolton are metal fans that's a much smaller catchment area exactly and are you really going to drive drive from Manchester or Liverpool or, or else you know it's it's it, 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 you're right it's tricky I mean like we grew up in Cornwall and there was nowhere for us to go right. at all yeah nothing, like, yeah, nothing know, whatsoever to, 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 to get to gigs it was like it's, it's it's, it's what it's a two-hour drive to Exeter, three yeah. hours to Bristol. Then you've yeah. got another four, what, three or four hours to go, yeah, to get to London or wherever. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was the same for me growing up. Like, I, I, I'm not originally from Newcastle. I'm from sort of just on the border of England and Scotland. And I was in a little village, and like Newcastle was the nearest city, which was an hour, over an hour away. Uh, next nearest was uh, Edinburgh, which is just a little bit further away, like an hour and sort of twenty minutes away. Um, so if you want to go to a gig, like there was no public transport, there's no train, no, no. there's buses that the last the last bus leaves at four o'clock. <laughs> so you, you have to you have to get a lift, or you have to be able to drive, or you have to sort of spend spend the night there, and then there's that's more money. But you have expense, to yeah. sort yeah. of yeah, exactly. go bus, train, bus, train to to get to to get to those those gigs. So it's uh, when you're in London, it's uh, it's going to be a lot easier. So yeah, when you've oh, totally. yeah, well, hopefully it's hopefully it's a blip, and in two years' yeah. time yeah. we'll look back on it, and and you know things will be better, and you know it's I mean to take for instance uh, in a couple of weeks, Creator and Municipal Waste are playing in in a in a little club in Brighton, which yeah. like myself, Anthony, and and one of our other friends were like, right, we've got to get on the fucking tickets for this. It's going to sell out really quick. We had a strategy. To make sure we got tickets, and we're four days after tickets went on sale, and the gig still isn't sold out. Oh, right, yeah. You know, this, yeah. this, this is create creator of municipal waste playing a six, seven hundred, whatever capacity yeah. venue. It should sell out like that. And yeah. and yeah. pest control, and the mighty pest control. Yeah, I had a, a similar thing. It was uh, last year. Um, the that album um, that converged on with Chelsea Wolf, uh, they were doing uh, two gigs in the UK. They were doing London and Manchester. Yeah. And me and my brother were both absolutely loved that album. And we're like, right, we've got to get a ticket straight away for this because it, it, it'll sell out. It's got to because it's really popular and like they're amazing. The gig got cancelled because, well, it seemed like there was just poor ticket sales. Mm. Fuck, which yeah. blew was, my mind that something like that wouldn't sell really quickly. That Probably never, that quickly. almost never happens. That's a weird yeah. one. I mean, Ali Pali in London, that was a weird, you know, choice for them. I mean, I never went. I, I, I would have done, but I just, I didn't get round to it for, for reasons. But yeah, when I saw that Ali Pali, that's just that blew me. Well, Con- Converge yeah. played Alexander Palace. Yeah, with Chelsea uh, Wolf or whatever. Yeah. Name is. Fuck. Yeah. If you haven't yeah. listened to the album, it's. It's really good. It's not typical Converge. Like there is bits of that in there, but I'd say it probably leans more towards the Chelsea Wolf stuff. 
I'll give it a listen. I've, I've never been a fan of Converge. I've tried and tried and tried, and I'll well, tell you this, but I, I wasn't never either, been able to. This album, know. it's it's really yeah. good. It, it got a lot of album of the year nominations, and like, mm. I, like I said, yeah. I, I've not listened to it again for reasons. I, I will. I've got it now on vinyl. I will come back to it at some point, but it's yeah, yeah it just it passed me by. Um, but I, yeah, it got a lot of praise. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I was going to say, like, picking up on the whole ticket thing, like, I think people have also got used to two years of expecting things to get cancelled. So you're not going to make fun, put money money into things until like a a week or two before because it could get pulled. And I think also the other way around, like, people are a bit easier to be like, well, I think we might have COVID. This looks like it might be a bit shit. Yeah, we've got COVID, we can't do it. And I think, you know, there's people. You know, I, I'm not saying every time someone does that, that's what it is. But I, th- I think it's a bit of a, yeah, it is. Um, everyone, yeah, everyone's mindset is different than it was two, three years ago. It, it is. And I, I yeah, I, and I, I suppose like venues and promoters probably getting a twi- getting twitchy about it. And, you know, I get it, but I, I get the other side, how, you know, you don't want to commit to stuff too early or... But pe- pe- um, people can't afford stuff at the moment because they're spending all their money on electricity. So exactly, yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> fucking don't. Yeah. My my uh, my, you know, not exactly on topic, but my electric company told me this week that they wanted to take my monthly bill from two hundred pound a month to four hundred and forty nine pound a month. So, oh, it's, it's ridiculous. It's insane. No. But you know, so, you know getting br- an oil drum and just stacking loads of stuff in it and just having a fire. <laughs> That's what I think, basically. <laughs> You know, well, well done, to, well done, to British Gas for the triple profits. You know, oh yeah, you fucking shower, you absolute shower of cunts. Yeah, that was just like, how can you? Yeah, I don't get how they can sleep, man. Like, it's insane. Because they don't, on a bed they're, they're of not, money, surrounded by many beautiful ladies. They don't give a shit. <laughs> Their focus yeah. is on money. They love money. Yeah, they've got money. Well, at least you guys—it's it's, it's kind of similar, but at least you guys don't have to pay the fucking mafia tax, which is what I have to do, right? Yeah, <laughs> the mafia. No, no, no. Seriously, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, That's... yeah, yeah. You, you, you get you, you know that that the, there's at least I think at least four or five businesses near my house where you just know they're mobbed up because mm. like it, and it's 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 a front because like. They're, they're like really plushly done out, like you know, like kind of takeaways or whatever. No yeah. one ever goes there, and you're like, you don't, you can't do enough business. And it's like, you know, you get like, you know, we, you know, call it the knock. You know, the minute the business starts doing well, they get the knock on the door. Someone like, you know, give me the, uh, the, the, uh, uh, what's, what's, what's the word in the, t- the phrase? That says, um, Fernando di fare di pezzo, which means like, let me wet my beak. Um, so they, they want the cut of the profits, and um. Yeah, it's just um, you go to you go to fucking food and veg store. And you go, there's no way a zucchini is four euros. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just like you know, it is in London. Yeah, yeah, I know, but but I mean, it's a different kind of mafia. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah, not, it's, it's, it's not, not Tory government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not you're not gonna like wake up with a bullet in your head, kind of thing. Um, <laughs> you might. You're just gonna wake up mind, Monday, like, yeah. having to pay over the odds for people that make like loads of money and have no moral standards yeah. and uh, oh wait yeah i can but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dressed up differently. Of yeah at least the market <laughs> cool. like, anyway cool. let's um let's 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 round it up a little bit so let's yeah. get one last chance 
haul your wares a little bit more, any gigs you've got coming up, all that kind of shit, anything that uh, you want to get out there, now's your opportunity um, before we go. So yeah, like I said, we're going to be touring in May. Um, yeah, between the 10th and, no, sorry, 8th and 15th, I think. I think those are the dates. Um, yeah, so eight, 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 yeah, that's right, 8th eighth, yeah. eighth through the 15th. 15th. We're going to be in like Nottingham, Nottingham Wakefield, Wolverhampton, Leeds, Newcastle. Um, it's kind of a funny one because, like us, like we were saying, it's it's around the Desert Fest time, so we couldn't do a London. Well, it'd be pointless doing a London gig because um, all the bands are playing there. Um, but we are going to be back in London, fifteenth of July, Hope and Anchor, Islington, um, and possibly later in the year. I'm not sure. Um, and yeah, go and listen to Gargoyle and scream it loads. Do that thing. Um, go go okay. listen to it and uh, and 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 buy it on fucking vinyl as well because it's beautiful. I'm I'm and we 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 got a um a really good tattoo artist who's based up here. Um, Cack-handed kid. kid. Yeah, he did the artwork and it's cool as fuck. And um, yeah, so it was that was a nice little local nod. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's us. And obviously, tune into all our socials and all that shit because we've got other things to announce soon that we can't talk yeah. about. And again, I fucking hate how twacky that sounds, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, eventually it'll make sense. And yeah. No, I, um, all good. We've got a lot of plans and there's a lot of exciting things happening. And good. Glad to hear it. Yeah. Uh, thanks, guys, for coming on. It's been, uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun. And um, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, those that are listening have enjoyed it as much as we've uh, enjoyed recording it. So, um, yeah, well, yeah, thanks for having us. Let's, let's, we'll have you back on again in the future when you've, uh, when you've got something to talk about. Yes, and, we can uh, announce it from a, also when we're like, because yeah, I think it's going to be like next year before the album three comes out. So um, yeah, well, we'll, 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 we'll definitely have you back on, uh, back on for that. Okay. And um, we might even bring John. Yeah, you know, if, if he can, if, if he can spare the time, time, if he's not yeah. getting his nails done or his, yeah. uh, his hair painted, <laughs> he's not tending to his fucking right hair. Yeah, you know, if, if he if he can spare a uh, if he can spare a little bit of time for us, then you know it would be nice. But we know where we're not wanted, so it's fine. It's yeah. fine. But um, but yeah, yeah. Honestly, guys, thanks for coming on. It's it's been a lot of fun. And um, and uh, yeah, everyone, every, look, everyone, go and listen to the album. Go and buy it. Go and support it. Stream it. Whatever it is you want to do, listen. You know, support the. Same I don't listen. I don't listen to anything after 1994, but I listen to the jeans. That says something. Oh, that yeah. says something. Oh, I mean, you. I kind of fall into a similar camp. But I don't listen to anything after 1994. No, but I'm I'm the reason why this entire podcast started. Pretty much, these guys Pretty trying much. to get me to listen to anything oh, like, that wasn't like you know that was after 1994. So yeah, you know, so look when um, when album three comes out, I expect to see that quote on a little sticker on the cover. It, wait, yeah. <laughs> I don't listen to anything beyond 1994, but I listen to. Yeah, no, 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 it's it's like that. Um, is it the the uh, the Dosakis advert? I don't always drink beer, but when I do, I drink Dosakis, <laughs> the most interesting man in the world. Fucking out. Right, and on uh, on on that note, we'll uh, we'll leave there. Um, next week we we're gonna uh, we're gonna have a bit of a, a dive mm. into metal bands covering non-metal songs, and our our top ten. Oh. Of that and some Hang shit on. ones that we want to throw rocks at. So this, uh, this is going to be fun. That that, that will, that will be a lot of fun. 
I'm waiting on this. Hang on, I'm waiting on right, it. Go on, go on, go on. Have, have your say. Go on. I know what he's going to say. Dear, what are you, you going to plug one of things? your old bands, Ed? I absolutely am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you familiar with uh, Tramlines Festival in Sheffield? Uh, nope. That's right. too far north. Okay. There's a there's a there's a there's a festival in Sheffield called Tramlines. It's brilliant. Like it's basically the whole city turns into a festival. Uh, like nine years ago, my old band were due to play, um, but we were kind of like on the kind of arse end of quitting and all this, and we decided like not to do it. And I like told a mate in Sheffield about it. I was like, oh, we were going to be playing, but um, <laughs> uh, we, we, we're quitting, so we're not doing it. And he was like, do you know what? I've always wanted to do um, Sister Sledge, Sludge Band, right? Because Sister Sledge were like one of the headliners. <laughs> Right, and he was like, it was the sludge, and I was like, that's fucking genius. And like, I was like, well, we've still got the slot at this venue, right? And uh, he was like, well, I could ask Stocky if he wants a thing, and I was like, I'm a drummer, so about like literally real time, about 10 minutes later, we texted these people, and about 11 minutes late, we're all on the same chat, being like, let's do this. So we ended up doing this, um, like set as, as Sister Sludge. Where we did like sludge metal versions of Sister Sledge. And it was like the, the venue that put us on like second band on at like one o'clock because he was like the promoter. The, uh, there's an asterisk on the promoter as well. Um, he was like, I don't think people will get it, but I like you lads and um, I'll, I'll put it on. It might be good crap. Right. 200 people showed up. It was fucking <laughs> like basically because like my mate, like two of my mates were like DJs in Sheffield in the metal clubs. So like everyone was like, oh, they're doing a gig. Like, let's go and see that. And we also managed to get um, sister, actual Sister Sledge um, <laughs> like, replied to some of our tweets and they like, like forwarded it around. Oh, my so, God. Like, local press and stuff there. It was mental. Absolutely crackers. Yeah. So it can be done, kids. It can be done. <laughs> That's special. Yeah. We're all like, you know, all, all, all those years when you've played in bands work really hard. It's fucking bullshit. All you need to do is put on a silly wig and do a couple of cover songs and people get nuts. And it was like the funniest thing. <laughs> like, what, like, what do you do? And the year after we did Butan Clan. So. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> just, just before you get that, I remember there was a, in, when I lived in, in Korea, there was a, a, an, an ACDC tribute band, and they called themselves Kimchi DC. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, one in, there's one doing a tour of the States called Gacy DC. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a whole, that opens up a whole other round, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. If, yeah if, if we don't end this year, it's going to go down a whole new rabbit hole. Yeah, so, it right. is. <laughs> uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, thank you to two-thirds of the Junes. Cheers. For Cheers. giving up their Friday night, and, uh, and we Big will... We will catch everyone next week. Thank you very yeah. much. And we'll see you, man. Take care. Bye. Catch you later.